Hello and welcome back, Diary of the Podcast, <laughs> Diary of the Podcast, Diary of a Shaman Podcast Community. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm holding a citrine in my hand. It's going to be a good one today. We're talking about self-hatred, which can be a very sensitive topic. So I'm going to tread this uh, the best way I feel I can, and I'm going to use um, examples, personal experiences. You already know um, how the diary works. And if you're new here, hello, my name is Curandera Valeria. I am a shaman. Um, I am a very real human. <laughs> um, I'm a psychic. I'm a mentor, but I'm also very much a student. So a lot of our conversations that we have here are to help us navigate the journey that is healing, the journey that is just this spiritual path, because it is a rowdy one. <laughs> and if you're here, you probably have experienced uh, some sort of um, getting right into it, some sort of self not liking. And self-hatred might be a very difficult word to use, but I feel like it's fitting, at least in um, a lot of people's circumstances. And one that I didn't even realize was a word that resonated until I explored it. I explored the fact that a lot of people um, didn't know how to love themselves or weren't taught to love who they are as they are um, in my lineage. And what happened, that was passed on to me. We also do very much live in um, ever-present cultures that don't accept us for who we are. There's always something that we can do better, someone that we could be like, uh, something that we could be doing to match the person beside us. And so let's start there. How many times do you compare yourself in a day? Five times? 25 times? 50 times? For me, it depends how much I scroll on social media. So if you have been feeling this comparison, maybe you don't even realize that you're comparing yourself while in your social media, or you very much realize, but you're like, but I'm kind of like always scrolling, and so there's nothing I can do about that. I realize that the more that I'm on Instagram, this isn't revelation, this isn't news, the more I'm like, oh, I could be doing it like this person, or why is my life, even unconsciously, my brain's like, oh, shit, we're not living a very good life then. Because of the highlight reel that things are, which I'm guilty of. I'm guilty of. Um, I really do try to post a variation of, you know, like when I'm, what I've learned from my bad days. And I'm hoping that this podcast allows us more time together to really speak through the reality of the situation of the spiritual journey. So that is a desire of mine, right? To change. But inevitably, the people on Instagram aren't taking care of you. <laughs> That's not up to them to take care of us. It's not. It's up to our us right now to take care of us. So keeping that in mind, I want us to talk about how much we give our power away to somebody else. I'm liking how like quickly Spirit is just like, 
giving me the information for today. Usually it takes me a little bit longer to really get into it. But I'm I'm liking this because the journey of self-love, the journey, uh, it's a journey. It's like there's never a destination, but there's always different layers. And when you reach a different layer, you um, accept yourself more, you talk to yourself uh, better, and all these things. So it's worth it. So it's worth it. A few things I want to mention is the responsibility that you have on your own personal healing and loving yourself and maybe your self-image, maybe your body image, your responsibility, although the people around you never knew how to love themselves. Like, despite the surroundings that you grew up in, now you are conscious enough to know, hey, I actually need to take responsibility for what I don't like that people have taught me I am. For example, I had a uh, mom that uh, was really like, you need to go forward, you need to strive, and my mom is amazing. The mightiest woman I know. Not without her flaws, as every human, right? And kind of like how we spoke in the first episode of this podcast, it's okay to understand that there's things that need to change in your ancestry and appreciate them at the same time. My mom, her whole life was um, seen as not good enough. And she kind of spent her whole life just being like, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about you. I'm going to strive. I'm going to succeed. But that doesn't um, negate the fact that her subconscious probably registered it, registered that, right? And I can't say much because I'm not in her body. But what I can say is the experience of having such a close relationship with her, obviously, um, like for me in my family, she was my primary caregiver. Um, as my dad worked abroad all the time. And so she was always there. Always, always, always. And I remember one of the earliest memories that I have that's coming up for me right now is her talking about her weight. Her weight has never been good enough. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. It's never been good enough. And I remember as a child always hearing her um, complain about her body, um, but it's because the people around her were telling her, you're fat, Um, you look ugly, why do you look like a seal? And she was never, ever, even overweight when people were saying that. Ever. Ever. But what is that teaching us? That people and noise can cloud our judgment on ourselves and teach us to self-hate. And I know that she would not use those words, but I will be using those words. Because I just see on a such, like, different um perspective because for her it's normal for her it's like it's okay I still like do things I still like think I'm like attractive but like look I just don't like it like it's okay for me to not like it (laughs) right but I want to unpack the deeper levels in that why do you not like it how is it that so many people Growing up, and this just applies to anybody, who told you growing up that your weight wasn't good enough? 
And since when did that become a thing? And who praised you when you were skinnier or even when their image? And who said something when you weren't that image? And maybe for you, it's been the comparison online of what people look like versus what you look like. Oh my God, they're successful because they look like this and I don't. I'm not successful because I don't look like them. That doesn't make any sense. It can, but there's always exceptions. And that's where we need to take responsibility and say, you know what? I'm going to stop being a victim to my environment. Just because people like me aren't seen on the big screen or aren't seen as multimillionaires doesn't mean that I can't be. I have new awareness. I have new experiences. I have access to new coaches, new resources that they may have not. And no one has been given a chance like I am being given a chance right now, if that's what you want. Stop being a victim to your circumstances. And it's easier to be said right now because there's places of privilege that I can come from. <laughs> okay, I'm very white passing. I, uh, got, I immigrated when I was young. So I got to grow up in a culture that I kind of understood, even if I had to handle the culture like at my house and outside. But again, I am going to see that as, you know, what a freaking privilege and let me go after it. Because let me tell you, a self-pity party feels nice in the short term. For sure, it feels nice in the short term. So people start feeling bad for you. And you need to be able and available to be honest with yourself about this. Be honest with yourself. Do you like when people give you pity? Do you like when people are feeling bad for you because of what you've gone through? And why is that fueling your life? And how is that impacting your way of being, your way of operating? Because if we get stuck in our own self-hatred and we're in a recycle mode of, yeah, but it'll never work because of, I'm not tall enough. <laughs> it'll never work because I don't have this skin color. It'll never work because it's not going to actually give you a chance at all. At all. And there's layers to this. There's layers that I can't ever speak on. But there are people that can speak on it. So find them. It's about finding the people that will help you be successful. Successful being whatever you find as successful this lifetime. So it can be easy to say, oh, but you can say that because you're so beautiful and you're so that. And I'm just saying that because I've heard it. Okay, then find somebody that makes you wake up because they recognize where you've been through or where you are. <laughs> and I've needed that conversation said to me, which is why I'm sharing it with you. Because we can have a very different perception of ourselves inside our brain than what society looks at us like. Or else there wouldn't be the privileged people in this world the white, Caucasian uh, men, let's say, because they're like the top of the hierarchy, 
compared to social standards in North America that like don't succeed. But there are countless and countless examples. Because maybe they have an internal program that's different. Maybe they didn't process their own um, conditioning. There's layers. And this is multifaceted. I'm not pretending to know everything. But I'm saying words that I've needed to hear. Of just being like, pick yourself up by your own fucking boots. Something my boyfriend shared with me recently. He's from, uh, he's Ethiopian. He's a black man. Um, he was born in Toronto, um, in, uh, in Toronto, in Scarborough. <laughs> and then he moved to Calgary in grade nine. He was sharing with me. He's like, I can't believe that this, this narrative that like there's white supremacy and that white people are better than this. I can't, I can't believe it. Or else I would never do anything for myself. And where he's coming from is he can't get lost in the story that he will always be failing because he's a black man. He's an Ethiopian man. And he doesn't look like the white man that succeeds in the finance places that he wants to do. Or the um, uh, health spaces that he wants to do. He can't. He can't buy into that story over his story of, I'm going to figure it out and figure out a way to make this work for me over and over again. And that inspired me to talk about this <laughs> because I, I'm like, damn, I'm in a better place than he is, but he has a better mentality than I do. And so struggles less in his day to day life because he doesn't take shit personal. We're different people, however, <laughs> and I will always take things differently than he takes it. But an example to show you of the possibilities of your thinking and how, depending on who you are and how you've, um, how you've decided to show up this lifetime, you will be in a different place. Always. Right? Always. <sighs> Accessing your full self is a different story. And I hope that self-hatred talk kind of um, opened up the doors for us to, to talk about who, who prevented you from accessing the unconditional love for yourself. Who was the person, who is the person, what part of society right now is profiting or benefits from your own self-hatred and self-pity and the fact that you don't go after your shit, right? Who profits off the fact that you think that you're incapable? And that got a fire started off under my butt when I first heard that. When I first heard that, I was like, okay, dang, I, uh, the fact that I am in a self-pity mode actually profits the exact same people that don't want shit to do with me. <laughs> that wouldn't give a fuck if I succeeded or if I failed. And that's like just a reality check for us of being like, yeah, 
Um, I need to stop feeling bad for myself because there's someone out there <laughs> that is literally profiting off the fact. And better yet, there's people that are not going to see an example just because I feel bad for not seeing an example. Like, why aren't you the first of many? Because you don't think you're capable? Okay, well, where does that come from? And who instilled that in you? You didn't show up in this world thinking you weren't capable. You got up every single time you fell when you were trying to walk, right? It's just humanness that we're like, we're capable. But it's the, it's the, (laughs) it's funny that I say humanist that we're capable. But it's also, you know, human to doubt ourselves. (laughs) But kids don't. It's our programming. What if you grew up and you were in an environment that was totally different? Totally different. In maybe just the mental aspect for once. If you grew up seeing that you were actually really capable and maybe it took you a few tries, but eventually you got it. And you were always encouraged to try at least... And then you figure it out. Oh my gosh. At least I know personally. I wouldn't be as self-negative or self-hating in my brain. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd just be like, it's part of the process. And and I keep keep going. I wouldn't feel like victimhood. At least that's in the, in the fake uh, little scenario that I'm stating to you right now. But it's all to tell you that there is a way to think that gets you out of places. If not, these, like these unrealistic, but not unrealistic, these, that's not the right word. These against all odds stories, that's what I want to use. The against all odds stories wouldn't be possible. And it's like, oh, but they just got lucky. Okay, but what if you chose to think There has to be some similarities in everyone that's ever made it out of the situation that they're in or at least remedied the situation that they're in or profited even if everyone's going to be like, oh, you're just a statistic. Look for the similarities. Look for ways you can succeed because your brain is actively telling us Like, our brain is actively telling us why we can't. Why? So that we don't get embarrassed. So that we don't um, get talked about. So that people think that we're successful even if we're not. So that people don't break the illusion of the self-image that they have of us. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? Like, what is that? What is that? And if your brain is going to constantly tell you the reasons why you're not going to succeed, if it's programs like that right now, the way to unprogram that and do a hardware reset, a software update, is to find new ways of operating and then constantly drill it in your brain. And by constantly drill it in your brain, find a podcast (laughs) maybe like mine, (laughs) that challenges those belief systems, makes you uncomfortable at times. Just that like that gear can start like shifting if it's been in one place for a very long time. 
you need to find ways why you will be amazing, why you can access your full self, how to access your full self, the fact that you can access your full self. Find ways to prove yourself wrong if you're always talking bad about yourself. Because I know you've had experiences where you're like, dang, that person? They're doing so, huh? If they can do that, why can't I? (laughs) You know, like some people have got it worse and done more, quote unquote. That's just in their alignment, right? So how do you find your alignment? You get out of the pity party that we like to put ourselves in so that we don't risk losing. And we just are in the same space of, you know what, even if this space is uh, uncomfortable for me and just like I don't like it and I feel like I need to break out, at least I know that I can fit into this little thing at least someone has told me how to operate from this system and I don't need to risk trying a new thing out but ain't that some shit the last thing you want to do is sit at like 50 for example you don't even have to go to the wheelchair imagery that I've used in uh because I had uh like in previous examples you don't need to go to the 80-year-olds, 90-year-olds, 100-year-olds in um, a space just looking back in their lives. Go to 50. You have more time in your life right now if you're not 50. If you are 50, go to the uh, 30 years after. The point is, would your future self be proud of what you're doing right now or what you're attempting right now? Even if you aren't, quote unquote, where you're at, where you want to be or successful, whatever that means for you. I know that my future self, regardless of how everything's going in my life, will thank me for all the, for at least trying. Because that for me is necessary. That, for me, gets me up in the morning. And sometimes I don't want to get up because I'm scared that I'm going to fail because I try so much. And then I remind myself, well, I'll always have little trips. And then I'm like, okay, let's have fun along the way at least. Let's pick a nice route. Like, if I'm going to be tripping along a beach, it's better than tripping along an environment that I didn't fully choose um, and I don't like it and it's at top of, like, Mount Everest. Like, pick where you want to walk. So, pick the job, pick the study, pick the opportunities, pick the coach, pick the mentor, pick the podcast... Pick something in your life that you're like, actually, I want to explore this. Knowing that inevitably you will trip if you go in the path of comfortability and what people expect you to do and the programs that you've been raised with and the self-hatred you've been taught. And you'll trip in the aspect of, I'm going to try and not hate that part of myself. I'm going to try and unconditionally accept myself for who I am right now, knowing that I can succeed regardless. 
There's going to be trips on both sides. Choose which one you want to trip at. I would rather trip to the one that caters to me. The one that is aligned for me to trip at. Because for what reason would I fail at things I don't even want to do? Like, that just doesn't make any sense. And I hope that that's really hitting home for you. I'm, I'm in this. I'm in this. I want to give you an analogy of a plate. And letting you know in this analogy that this plate is you. This plate is you and it is full and it is functioning and it is just functioning as it is. Each plate is going to be different. Yours might be round, other one might be square, it might be bigger, it might be smaller. But regardless, it's a plate and it's good. It's intact. It's everything. And that plate is you. Now, if we function from a place that we are always broken, trying to fix ourselves, we will never get fixed. It's impossible. It's a never-ending tunnel of self-hatred. And this has taken me a long time for it to click in any degree. It's clicking as I'm saying it as well. <laughs> so if you're a plate and you imagine that you are just every time that you're doing self-healing courses, every time that you say an affirmation in the morning, every time that you... Um, feed yourself the way that you want to feed yourself. It's not coming from a broken state, but it's coming from, okay, there's been just some stuff on my plate that no longer serves me. Maybe it's the way that I talk to myself. Maybe it's the way that I um, have a conversation with myself or uh, talk about myself. Maybe the way that I've been, like the things on my plate right now are not serving me. So what I'm going to do is what I'm going to do is I'm going to clear the plate so that I may add on top of the plate the additional things that are actually going to serve me. But the plate itself, you, has always been intact. You are not broken. You are not a broken thing to be fixed. You just need to clear out all the gunk that you've been fed so that you can feed yourself better now consciously. That is the role of healing. That is the role of you right now. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself as if, as if you're someone that you're like caring for. Like if you were taking care of a niece or a nephew or a child or a babysitting job or something that kind of relates to you now or imagine your little self, like a photo of your little self. If you were taking care of her or him or them, why would you be saying all this shit to them? Would you be saying all this shit to them? Would you be saying, dang, you're probably not gonna succeed at this? Or, you know what? Give it a try and I'm here to support you. Because listen, you're a big kid now. Dun, dun. You're a big kid. And what can you do? You can support yourself through these processes in a way that a child could never. So holding that dichotomy holding that two things together understanding that actually I need to take care of myself as if I'm taking care of myself as a child while also knowing that I'm an adult 
that I can take care of myself to a greater capacity than I ever could when I was a child. So I don't need to be stuck in the programming that I was raised in. That is when you find like the glass break. That is when shit starts like falling apart. And I just like felt it. I just visualized it right now. Just like shit just falling. Like fuck. I can be both an adult and take care of myself as if I was responsible for myself. Because literal newsflash. Like we've been talking about this whole thing. You are. No one cares enough about you until you care enough about you. And what does enough mean? It means you being here. (laughs) It really does. It means you just showing up and being like, you know what? I fucking hate that I treat myself badly. That's the self-hatred that I'm just like, it's not self-hatred. It's the action that you like just despise, that it hurts you. That's how it started for me. It was very much like that. I remember in September of 2020 when I was fully like, I'm done. Like I was at a breaking point at that time. I said, I am done with the bullshit that I live right now. And I had just come out of a state where I was super burnt out and maybe people said, wow, you did so good because I was running a branch of a business at that point, not mine, um, but it was half mine or it was sort of that scenario. Anyways, the point being, I did really good, really good, but I was so tired. I was exhausted. I was overwhelmed. I was overworked. I was burnt out. I was like, there's something that needs to change. And that is a very similar scenario for a lot of human beings. Nothing will change until it hurts too bad to not change. And then what do you do? You actually follow that. And that shit hurts. I had to unlearn talking to myself horribly. I had a horrible inner dialogue. Horrible. And once, and I needed support. I couldn't do it alone. Absolutely not. For me, it was so deeply ingrained and deeply ancestral. Now I know that now. That I just like had nowhere to turn to except for professional help. And that's when I chose to do therapy. I sought it out. Because I knew that there was something that needed to change. And there's obviously I couldn't take myself there alone at this time. Or else I would be there right now but I couldn't. So I needed to expand my horizons, do therapy as an adult and choosing that for myself and just going like a bull. Hello, Taurus me. Um, But just going and being stubborn about being like, I can't stay like this. That is a breaking point. The fact that you're like, I don't know where I'm going to end up, but I can't stay where I am right now. That is something that if you reach, or if you're at, or if you've experienced, it's like, wow, things will never be the same because I'm choosing to change the life around me. Oh my goodness. Wow. The channeling is just channeling itself today. So much so that I've needed to drink water twice. Goodness me.
Oh my gosh. And I hope that this is just really like, you're taking what you need from this because not all might resonate. But again, in advocating for yourself and not judging others during their process, <laughs> it's okay. So how, how can I take the lessons, the overarching lessons of this and apply it to what I'm currently going through? The second part of this conversation is, okay, what would my full self that's not hating on myself, the, fat, the, the self that isn't hurting me, the one that isn't cutting my own hand, what would they be like? And how would they act? And how would they react? <laughs> and I feel like react is a huge thing because if you... Um, are being very uh, influenced right now by the way that your parent talks to you, by the way that, because I've just seen a lot of um, my, those people that I help, my clients, I, I like, I kind of, I don't mind the word clients, but I like saying people that I help, um, or like maybe I'll say the sessions that I've had recently. I'll say that. But the sessions that I've had recently, a pattern I've noticed for a lot of um, folks not all, but some, and definitely has been a, a theme that's coming up in my life is the way that our family triggers us the most. And it's like, how would I want to react to this situation if I could react differently? The possibility of different is what leads you into your new life. The possibility of thinking, you know what? There has to be a better way. That is what leads you to a new life. Or else you'll, you'll, you'll always be like, well, it's not possible. Yeah, it's not possible. If you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Maybe you're going to have more barriers to get there. But I'm going to share a personal story. A personal thing that just recently happened. My grandma, at 74 years old, just just now owns her first thing ever at 74 years old my grandma owns her first thing ever she never got to work she want wanted to but she never could um her husband never shared anything with her never put her name on any property that they bought or they were with or they were married and they got Never. And so at 74 years old, last week, my grandma finally got her first everything under her name. Under her name. She's never had something big that was hers. And she had to wait 74 years because her circumstance was totally different than mine. So different, so different, so different. It's hard to explain how different. The poverty aspect of it. The impossibleness that she could ever own anything. <laughs> so I'm saying she wanted it and she's always craved it. And at 74, she finally got one. Got something for herself. She got a property. And regardless of what that property looks like, is like, how big it is, regardless, it's under her name. 
And that sparked inner joy in her and new purpose in her life, I feel. Because the way that it was described to me, she's excited now. She wants to go. She wants to, because it's something that she owns. She's never owned anything. So I'm just saying that so much is possible for yourself if you just stop believing that everything is impossible for yourself. It really does come down to decisions. And it's toxic the way that some spiritual teachers do it, like, just like quantum leap and you'll get there. (laughs) As if, like, quantum leaping is something that just happens, like, from one day to another when you're deciding. That's not true. It takes years at times. Years of work, years of trying. It takes investment on your part. For me, at least, it will. <laughs> I've been given um, a quantum leap when I went to Peru, which I'll talk about next week, which I'm very excited about. My ayahuasca journey. Oh! my initiation as a shaman Ah, that is going to come up for you next week which I'm really excited about but I was offered that but holy shit did I fucking suffer to get there and now I'm here I feel like I'm in a different reality but that took me how many years took me a year and uh, a half What, what year are we in oh no that's almost two years it took me to experience that sort of quantum leap. I'm sure my guides right now are like, yeah, but you've experienced really high highs. And I have. So I'm not telling you to like not do it. You're like, oh my God, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to get anything for two years. No, absolutely not. Within three months of therapy, I was speaking to myself better. <laughs> and there was layers. And I was in something that we call the void, which I can chat about in upcoming episodes. But it's basically just a space in between where you don't know where you are. And you're like, I don't know what uh, new things are. I'm questioning everything about me, questioning everything about my family, questioning everything about my friendship groups, the people around me, the jobs that I want, the study thing that I did. All of it. All to say that... Your accessing of your full self is just letting yourself, first of all, accept that you can access more than you are accessing right now because your plate is full of junk and crap and dirty socks and other people's spit and other people's words that weren't yours to begin with. And there will always be something that you can be like, I got a hold of you now, bitch, (laughs) and like throw it out. And be like, okay, I'm going to put my own version on top of my plate now. So that my plate smells less like rotten eggs and more like a delicious cheese board. Or whatever you want to (laughs) hear. A cinnamon roll. Oh, delicious. (laughs) And that is how you access your full self. Is you keep on, first of all, letting yourself explore And you also just live your life the way that you would want to. You would want to. If there's no influence from your parents or of the people that you care about the most, maybe it's your social media followers, maybe it's um, your society 
or the people, like, what will people think sort of mentality. If that wasn't happening, you don't need to act on it right away. Because that can be a t- too big of a step for sure. And it's better to try just by yourself first than ever try at all. So please, like, an exercise that you can do is sit down, write, what are some things that I would do if no one could judge me? Not even myself. And see what comes up. You'll be surprised if you get yourself in a space where you feel safe enough. Make it like a fun activity for yourself. Like eat something you like with it or light candles or just like go for a walk and write it in your notes. Sit outside, sit inside, do something for yourself. Taking that time for yourself. And like what would you do? What would you do? That exercise helps me. An exercise that I'll leave you with as well as we close out today's episode, which has been fabulous, by the way. Um, And we can always dive deeper on these topics in our one-on-one meetings. Um, The services that I offer are energetic cleansings, shamanic energetic cleansings and shamanic guidance, all of which you can explore in the description below. Um, And I will talk about that post this exercise that I'm going to tell you so that I don't forget it, (laughs) Um, is how you say, okay, in the next stage of my life, who would I want to be? Who would I want to be in this next stage of my life? What would I look like? Uh, What would I uh, look like? You know, let's not, let's not do this in a demonized way, like control, control. It's like, what would I look like? For me, it would be like, oh, you know what? It'd be cool if I dyed my hair pink. That was one of mine one day. (laughs) And so I did. Um, What would I look like? How would I treat myself? How much time would I put aside for me? How would I respond when I'm triggered? How would I give to others? What would I want to explore? What would I be good at? Why would I not tolerate? Who would I talk to more? All these things. Just building an avatar for yourself. Of this is my full self. Some people can call her your highest self. But I spiritually know that that's just a different branch. just a different connection. But it could be like your higher self is guiding you in this exercise anyways. So if you want to invite your higher self being like higher self. Please uh, guide me while I'm doing this exercise so that I may continue to align with you. That's also beautiful. Oh, I love that. I love that. (sighs) Please let me know how that goes. I will have a question below on Spotify if you're listening to this on Spotify. Um, Feel free to answer it. I would love, love, love to hear your thoughts. I want to announce a mini giveaway. I want to give away an energetic clearing, a shamanic energetic clearing for those of you that have been on the fence about it, um, but have wanted to really see like, oh, maybe that's something that I want to do. Feel free to participate. The way that you participate is you answer that question below. And I will be picking the giveaway winner and announcing it in two weeks' time. Um, And two weeks' time is the... Sorry, me having to look right now. Is the... I'm going to announce the winner on the 17th. Okay, I'm going to announce the winner on the 17th. And uh, you can answer the giveaway below. And the next 
uh, yeah, yeah. On the next episode, you'll also be able to enter. So it'll be a fun contest that you can win a 35-minute energetic clearing where we can really dive into your energy field. Um, a lot of energies have been stuck on us that we don't even know. Uh, sometimes we have a lot of brain fog or mental ache. Um, sometimes your back is hurting and energetically we could clear some of that up if it's connected to, to spirit and a lot is. So if you want to explore the services and you don't want to wait for the giveaway to end, um, that's also a possibility because I uh, offer shamanic, uh, guidance sessions. So that's really exciting because we get to sit down for 50 minutes and talk to your spirit guides, and talk to your benevolent ancestors, your higher self, um, give you a trajectory of where you're meant to go next in life, or answer any questions that you have pertaining to your current life circumstances to spirit, as I am a bridge to it, and I would love to, to usher you in. So, both and everything will be linked in the description below. Follow me on Instagram at the Jaguar Curandera, C-U-R-A-N-D-E-R-A. And I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this entire episode. I have loved it. I hope that you loved it as much as I did. And I will hear you, see you, talk to you next week.